Welcome to the Southern Colorado Women's Chamber of Commerce Members Only Podcast. The Southern Colorado Women's Chamber of Commerce is committed to serving our members in new and innovative ways. This member-only podcast allows you to showcase your expertise as a member of SCWCC and learn more about our members. If you are a member, we encourage you to apply to be on our next podcast spotlight. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We are here with Debbie Swanson on the SCWCC podcast. Debbie, thank you so much for coming and talking with us today. Thank you for having me. This is definitely an honor for me too. Wonderful. You've had a little bit of a change in 2021. So can you tell us all about your business and why you founded your company? Sure. My company's name is Advancement Momentum. It was based out of the idea that I had been working for nonprofits for the past 30 years. My specialty within nonprofits has been fund development. After losing my job in the pandemic, I had to kind of decide whether or not I wanted to work for other nonprofits, but more importantly, I found that there was a use for me in other nonprofits in developing their fundraising. Not so much having fundraising happen, but some of the underlying things that they needed before fundraising could be effective, such as they needed to have communication plans, they needed to have some marketing plans. Some people didn't even have mission or vision statements. Some had no clue about brand awareness, what their community awareness was. So those things have to be in place before good fund development can take place. And I found several nonprofits who had approached me looking for me to do fundraising for them. And I'd have to say, oh, let's back up a little bit. We need to maybe get some other things in place. And it was a great opportunity then to go ahead and maybe set up a business around that, seeing that uh, sometimes... um, Nonprofits don't have the staff available or the funding available to hire people to do that kind of work. Absolutely. So that's the reason why I decided to do this. It's been slow because, let's face it, if a nonprofit is having problems with their fundraising and they reach out to me, they don't have the funds available to pay just right yet. Sure. <laughs> However, I'm happy to consult with any nonprofit. And with some of that consultation, they'll understand what it would take to have good fund development. Some are going back to their boards and saying, what can we do to make this happen? And that's where I feel very hopeful. And things are growing in that sense. I've seen a lot more interest now, and I also call myself a practitioner. So if you are a nonprofit that actually has some of these things, some of this underpinning already established. I will do fund development for you. I will do the grant writing. I will do the major gifts fundraising. I will set up your annual funds campaign. So those things can be done for a nonprofit that already is in place. But for those who are looking to get that in place, I'd like to consult with them. I think this is such a great business idea. I'm very happy that you're doing this. It's one of those things where you can't run before you walk, right? Mm -hmm. And there are processes that have to be put in place. I work with a couple nonprofits myself, but Mm -hmm. I was brought in as a marketer. And then as we go through the marketing, which goes into fundraising, then we're having to go backwards and work backwards on doing thank you processes and, you know, what is your messaging and redesigning websites? Like it all kind of ties together. But having somebody like you who's so knowledgeable about it. Amazing. Yeah. So exciting. It's using my background quite well. I've been in several nonprofits being their first fundraiser and Mm -hmm. it was was not just fundraising. It was a lot of, let's back this up. Let's go back to your board. What does your board do? What's the purpose of your board? Do they know what they're supposed to be doing? It's using a lot of uh, the skill set that I I had to grow with and I feel like a lot of nonprofits need because they a lot of nonprofits don't understand the business side. Sure. Wonderful visionaries, awesome missions. I huge love hearts. Huge hearts. Mm-hmm. We need people like that. Yes. But they may 
not have the skill set for running a business. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the hard thing is recognizing a nonprofit is a business and they have to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, that mission just falls flat. They yeah. don't get to do their mission if their business falls flat. So that's, such that's, a powerful what, message. It, that's what we need to do. Yes. I'm so thrilled for you. Well, thank you. So we talked a little bit about what you do, and obviously you're growing as we go into 2022. Can you share your mission and vision as a business owner? I am growing small. I'm growing very slowly just because I do know the kind of people I'm attracting. Mm -hmm. I am working with uh, nonprofits mostly that are under $250,000 in assets or in donations, probably zero to five staff. It's, It's going to be small and incremental. The nice thing is I also can help out with some of the other nonprofit consultants out there that work with the larger nonprofits. And there's pieces that I can do that they may not want to do or can do themselves, Mm -hmm. Uh, such as let's say they are too busy to come up with a communications plan. I can do that for them as well. So I have hopes that within the next year, I'm going to have at least 12 clients to be able to work with them. The dollar amount's a little bit on the fuzzy side because I don't want to promise that, but I'm hoping to have 12 solid clients that I'm working with at that point, setting up in fundraising. And that may mean also other consultants as well. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I think that's really great that you're open to working with somebody who might already be in place. So any nonprofits that are listening, if you already have a marketing person or you already have a consultant or you already have a marketing team in-house, you can still utilize Debbie. Well, you have that story yourself. You know how being as a marketing Mm -hmm. person, helping out with a nonprofit, there's some underpinning that still is missing. Oh, yeah. And they need that. Absolutely. Yes. So that is amazing. So goals for the new year are to get, you know, more clients, but are you looking for, so I know you said you want to grow small mm-hmm. or and responsibly, which mm-hmm. is great. Is it the goal to remain with nonprofits that are also smaller or can you work with any size nonprofit into the millions of dollars? You of know, revenue? I can work with any size nonprofit as the practitioner. When it comes to consulting, I will say that there are people out there who have been doing it longer than I, and I actually will refer people to the mm-hmm. larger nonprofits if they have that kind of a need. I will. I will do my consulting practice with the smaller ones. Yeah. That's just where I find that my niche is, and that's where I find my own experience lies, mm-hmm. and that's uh, where I think I can actually help. Yeah. So if And other staying in your that, lane is so important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There are places that you know I can diverge out if I'm asked, you know, yeah. and if other people want me to help them out with some of their, their projects, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Do you have a message to share with the SCWCC community? And it doesn't have to be necessarily business related, but it could be, but anything that you want. The one thing that I have seen the most that people need to embrace is the fact that we have changed. Mm -hmm. The pandemic has changed us and not to the fact that uh, we're going to go back to normal. This is what they say, the new normal. Have Mm -hmm. you really thought about what that new normal is? That means some things are going to be very different and they're going to stay that way. And we can't keep bemoaning the past. (laughs) We have to start looking at how we're going to function in the future. That means we are going to be doing more meetings virtually. And Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of fact, we're going to be doing that. The quality of our work environment is important to employees now. We have to pay attention to that. Those kinds of things are permanent changes and it's time just to say, okay, let's work with it. Stop saying we're going to go back to normal. Because oh, yeah. quite honestly, back to normal wasn't all that great sometimes. Mm-hmm. So there's some good things that came out of the pandemic. Let's just go ahead and embrace those good things. I think that's so smart. Because it really is nothing's ever going to be the way that it was. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Nope. And if you don't pivot and you don't change and adapt, you don't move forward. There's going to be people who will die on the vine mm-hmm. because they don't want to change. They don't want to accept the new normal. Yeah. So smart. 
Can you share with us what inspires you personally or professionally or both? I mean, obviously you're passionate about nonprofits. Yes. Yes. You know, I, I just have a lot of respect for the people who have gone through hardships in life and some things that are just overwhelming and you just kind of think their life would be over and yet they've come up out of the ashes and it's just said, this is who I am and I'm bigger and better than I was before. So there's a few people in our community that I really admire for that. Probably my, my favorite person. And this is a shout out to you, CJ Moore. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's kind of a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. You know, she's on the board of the uh, Colorado Springs Conservatory. She's kind of tapped by Jared Polis by all sorts of tasks force and things like that. So she's got some real wisdom. But people forget she also went through the Walter Canyon fire and lost every stinking little thing. Wow. You know? And so she's had to come back. She lost all of her late husband's memories, all the pictures, all her great stuff that, you know, from her kids and et cetera. Yeah. And um, she is who she is. She is still a force to be reckoned with. And uh, I look at people like that and go, you know, if she can do it, so can I. And I look to her, look to people like that for yeah. inspiration a lot. I love that. There's a lot of people out there who are like that. Yes. And I think it's also important to not judge somebody by what they look like or what you assume that their past is. Exactly. Because once you learn that background, it can give you so much more respect it, it for sure that can. It sure can. Absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, they're growing too. Um, mm-hmm. And their time is coming. So let them have that time. Yeah. So we kind of talked a little bit about some nonprofit advice, but mm-hmm. what's one piece of business advice that you'd like our listeners and chamber members to know? Well, it's it's still pretty much along the same line. The fact that nonprofits are a business and you need to treat mm-hmm. it like a business and you need to strategize and you need to understand what you've got to do to maintain the health of your business and to keep it sustainable. Sustainability is key. As a matter of fact, that's part of my tagline, which I just noticed is not part of my card. But anyway, you know, <laughs> I'm building I'm building sustainable futures. Mm-hmm. And so sustainability is really critical. And when you're in a an environment like we are right now, the economic environment, it's kind of a moving target. Yeah. So it means being flexible, it means being nimble, looking ahead, looking at trends, and that's what it takes to be sustainable. So I encourage every nonprofit to be that way. I, I love everybody's missions. It's so hard sometimes when you hear someone with some passionate, awesome missions, and then you have to kind of go, but, <laughs> you know, I can't work for you. Mm-hmm. Or they have <laughs> no true. business plan. Or they have no business and, plan, yeah. right. And they had, the, you know, they may have a 1023 that they filled out, which required a, a business plan, but they probably paid somebody just to just throw something on paper and the IRS approved it doesn't mean really have a clue what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It takes some serious thought. And I always ask those questions of a nonprofit. What is your business plan? What does your future look like? How are you sustaining yourself? Those are important questions. And I think that's also really important to your vetting your companies that you're working with just as much as they're vetting you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, it's probably about half the people that I talk to, I'm giving them one hour consultant fee and I know I may never see them again. Mm -hmm. And I just recognize that right up front. But the other half are going back and saying, this is what we need to do. Yeah. Do you have a favorite type of nonprofit that really speaks to your heart? What I like, probably, well, gosh. I, I have always told people this, and I, I forgive, I ask people to just give me some grace here. My favorite nonprofit would be an early care and education nonprofit. Okay. I feel like that's the best bang for anybody's buck. If you contribute to early care and education, you prevent a lot of future problems. And that's where we start spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So as kids get older and they start becoming unable to read or keep up in school or become less able to do day-to-day tasks, 
that's where we start having problems and that's where it gets more expensive. If you catch a child before the age of three and make sure they have what they need to grow developmentally and just some good skills, it's amazing what you can prevent for future generations. Yeah. So I'm an early care and education advocate by yeah. all means. So I do support so the local smart. organizations here who do that. I think that's very smart. Prevention. Prevention. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> it's sustainability. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's your home Absolutely. business model. I that's love right. it. Yes. Do you have an ask for chamber members or anybody who might be listening? You don't have to be a chamber member to support these fabulous sure, businesses. Sure, sure. Probably the one thing I'd like to have people remember is that women are powerful influencers in our community. They really are economic drivers. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that people have not really caught on to. Sometimes women themselves don't. You know, they like the idea of being in their own business, but they don't recognize the impact that they have in our community. Like I said, we went to the leaders to see women's impact. We want mm-hmm. the women to understand their own impact. So that would be my ask, is just to recognize that we do have some women who have gotten some great history here, have uh, developed some great stories. They're pretty darn powerful. Let's talk about what impact they've made and realize that we are a force to be reckoned with here. I would like um, people to understand if they have friends who want to start a nonprofit, that's great. But if they have great passion, but they really don't know what they're doing in terms of business, I would like to talk to them. Mm-hmm. So if they know people who really want to start a nonprofit, I can help them with that. If they want to kind of get off dead center with the nonprofits that they know about, if they know the nonprofit's struggling financially, well, let's, let's help them get off dead center. So if they know people who have that kind of ilk, wanting to start a nonprofit or in a nonprofit, but just not doing that great, mm-hmm. let me talk to them. So yeah, friends asking friends. That's how I look at it. Yeah. So I would love that kind of work. And I feel like even if a nonprofit were doing really well, there's always areas to improve, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a new, fresh set of eyes coming yes. in and looking at all of your things, you're always going to be able to find something that can be... Nobody's perfect. Very true. Very true. What is one book that you could recommend that listeners read? Oh, gosh. One book that's just been coming back to me lately, and I'm not too sure why, but it uh, it's meaningful to me, is uh, Ruby Payne's Bridges Out of Poverty. Have you read that? I have not. Oh, it's amazing. It's about how po- generational poverty happens. Why does it happen? And if you're frustrated by generational poverty, read this book because it will tell you why it happens. And the fact that these people are not bad people or unskilled or anything like that, they have different skills. They are able to survive under the most dire circumstances where you and I would probably perish. Yeah. And so even though there's generations of that kind of thinking, Ruby Payne really breaks down what it really means and how we can talk to each other and why some things are barriers and why things are not. Mm-hmm. We may be frustrated by some of the barriers, like, like why is that such a problem? Well, they will, he will explain that to you. So to me, it just really gives me some good perspective on how to work with everybody and recognize that everybody is on the same page. And the people who have gotten out of poverty, that is at a huge cost. Yeah. Uh, seriously, huge cost. And that may not necessarily be good. So we need to really appreciate all levels of the socioeconomic stratus because everybody has gifts. There are places that we wouldn't want to be in their shoes, but Mm -hmm. there's places that we have to admire them. Everybody's that way. All right. Add it to your list. Uh Add it to your list. Bridges out of poverty. 
Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Oh gosh, last time I took the Myers-Briggs test, I was dead set in the, right in the middle. Right in the middle. I could see that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because there's times that um, I love being out with people and I get so much energy being with them. You know, mm -hmm. I used to do a lot of racing, but I, uh, foot races, I used to oh, run okay. 10Ks and marathons and things like that. And the energy of the crowd, boy, it just carried me on. I just loved yeah. it. And said, oh, I've got, I'm definitely an uh, extrovert mm -hmm. based on that. But I can't tell you how many times I get home and I'm like going, oh. I just need peace and quiet. Mm -hmm. Nobody bother me, please. Just give me 10 minutes, you know? And so it feels pretty balanced. I can definitely get out there and do the public thing, no problem. But I sure value my time where I'm yeah. actually, yeah, quiet and, and just uh, having to be alone with my own thoughts for mm -hmm. a while. And that's super healthy, too. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's like I don't feel like I'm, uh, I'm hurting anybody being either way. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is nice. Uh, do you have a morning routine? Oh, yeah, pretty much. It's a routine, but at the same time, there's <laughs> there's flexibility. I usually wake up around 5.45, okay? And um, depending on how cold and dark it is, I have to mm -hmm. admit, as it gets colder and darker, I tend to do this more. I stay in bed kind of scrolling through the phone and yeah. doing, doing Facebook, <laughs> checking out what's up there. But if it was summertime, I'd be out of bed right away. Mm -hmm. And I typically get myself cleaned up, and then I usually take my dogs for a walk. So I go ahead, and we get at least two miles in. Of course, now that I'm, it's getting to be wintertime, it's not that much because I'm taking longer to get out of bed. Yeah. But then I will go ahead and come back. I'll eat some breakfast, and then I do some time of just quiet meditation just before I actually turn on the computer, make sure that I kind of have all my thought processes good. I weigh the things that I'm grateful for with the things that I still want to be. I still hold them both and uh, make sure I kind of list that in my own mind before I go ahead and turn on the computer and get to work right at 8 o'clock. Wonderful. So even though I don't have a job per se, I just make sure I'm on at 8 yeah. o'clock. It's just a good discipline. Yeah, you have to be super disciplined yes. when you're self-employed. Absolutely. For sure. And I think also the gratitude thing will completely mm -hmm. change your life. If mm -hmm. anybody's not already doing gratitude every day, mm -hmm. I've, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts with yes. other entrepreneurs. Every yes. single successful person practices gratitude and does mindfulness. Yes. Every absolutely. single person. Every single one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so that, I mean, for me, it was a hard thing to juxtapose the two for the yeah. longest time to be able to be, have gratitude over the, the things, even the smallest things in life and just be grateful for them, but then still be able to envision what your future is, mm -hmm. which seems to be like, you're not being grateful enough in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And, but at the same time, it, it's, it's a paradox. It's that juxtaposition. It's mm -hmm. okay. And that's the beauty of the human mind. Mm -hmm. We can actually do that. Sometimes I get a little too analytical. I'm like, how can I do both? You know, you do, you just do. Yeah. So embrace it. I love it. Is there anything else that you would like to share with anybody who's listening? At this point, I, I, I really don't have a whole lot more. I really don't. I just want to say that I, I would love to uh, change the nonprofit community in Colorado Springs. We have a lot of nonprofits. Mm -hmm. We're kind of a nonprofit maker. And a lot of it, those are kind of the religious parachurch kind of nonprofits. And that's fine. But those people kind of paved the way for a number of other people feeling like, okay, if you want to be a nonprofit, you can come to Colorado Springs. Wonderful idea. No problem. It's just that sometimes it's not well developed enough. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot more of our fair share of nonprofits that really need help more than we would in like in Denver or something yeah, like that. There are a ton down here. Right. So we want to make sure that every nonprofit has a chance for success. I, I would like to be part of that change of the, that culture. Make sure that the nonprofits who are down here are going to be successful. And it's not just an assumption they're going mm -hmm. to be successful because they're in Colorado Springs. Yeah. 
I think if anybody can do it, you can. I hope I'm so. I'm so very excited for you. Well, thank you. And I'm excited for the nonprofits who get to work with you. you. I Seriously, you have so much knowledge to share, and you're so smart about this stuff. So, And I know that nonprofits need somebody. Sometimes you just need an outside eye. To Sometimes just you in. do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I ask people all the time, you yeah. know, what do you see when you look at me? And what, you know, what yeah. do you think needs help? And there should be no shame in that. It actually makes you a better person. So yeah. do it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing about your business and your visions for next year. Uh, We will link everything into the bio so everybody can find you. And please, if you're a nonprofit, contact Debbie Swanson. Absolutely. Thank you. That's the end of this podcast. Please consider liking and sharing this podcast so we can continue to positively impact businesses in our community. Visit our website at scwcc.com for more information on the upcoming events member support, and how to become a member. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon.